I want winners. I want people that want to win. You play to win the game. You don't play to just play it. You got to put your money where your mouth is, Pete. It's not gambling advice. Week 17 NFL best bets. Welcome to Not Gambling Advice, sponsored by Prize Picks. Use code Just Baseball or code Just Gridiron when you download for a full instant deposit match. It's the week where we got to make some coin back. I am 0 and 5 in my last five primetime picks. Now, kind of 0 and 6, even though I don't track the props in my record, kind of just keep those completely separate. But I am on the coldest streak of the NFL betting season so far. If you don't count Sundays, Sundays is where I've been making my money lately. Colby, who we welcome on again, went five and zero last Sunday, and it's hard to find a better better this year in the NFL than the Degen at the Degen Weekly on Twitter. Gentlemen, I have five picks. It's one of those weeks where it's either going to go horribly wrong or horribly right. And I'm wearing the Baker Mayfield number 17 Rams jersey because I just feel like it's going to go horribly right. Jen, welcome. How are you? It's the last episode of 2022. Oh, yeah. Well, I'm uh, honored to uh, to make an appearance on your show. I'm doing great. It's been uh, – I had a great start to the season. Um, been a little up and down, but uh, but last week was pretty good. I feel a strong finish coming. And, um, but it's, uh, it, it gets tough. I know we talked a little bit about what your plays are. You got to pick your spots. Who's got, you know, anything to play for who's sitting players. I mean, we just saw it last night with the Titans. Um, I don't know if you guys were involved with that game, but, uh, you know, 13 and a half on the Titans. Uh, so I like to buy, buy points around a key number, but anyways, yeah, I'm excited to get into it. Colby, how are you doing? My friend, good to see you again. Good man, good. I uh I definitely did not even watch the game last night. I didn't want to watch that game. Um I told you though, Cowboys money line, 15 <laughs> minute play and it hit, but <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was uh I was just watching for Zeke Elliott and he had 19 carries and he looked slow. He looked like he didn't even want to be out there. Mm-hmm. And that line moved from 55 to 70 and a half. So CLV is great except when it doesn't hit, it's a big old loser. So, but we move forward. Let's get straight into it. I'll go first because, again, I have five picks. Usually we start, but I got so many picks. I got to get going. Uh, My first pick, Jets minus one and a half against the Seattle Seahawks. Um, So if you hadn't noticed, the Seattle Seahawks are on as much of a downward trend as humanly possible. Um, They are 0-3 in their last three games against the spread, and it does seem like the league has kind of figured out Geno Smith. Um, While earlier in the season, he was rocketing footballs and he looked great. He was throwing to DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett. You know, the running game looked great with Kenneth Walker. It feels at this point that a lot of defenses have figured him out. Now, the Jets are coming off a primetime loss um, against the Jacksonville Jaguars with Zach Wilson. And I was on the Jets against the Jaguars. And it's clear at this point that however sharp the Jets can be, if Zach Wilson is your quarterback, that is a bad bet. He at this point, when I was watching the game, Chris Strevler, I've tweeted out, I said, this bartender from New Jersey, because that's what he looked like to me with the tattoos. He's basically a tight end. He was moving the ball. Like if he can move the ball and Zach Wilson can't move the ball, 
this is the biggest bust in NFL history. There's Ryan Leaf, there's Jamarcus Russell. I know that's being talked about, but that is true at this point. Like with Zach Wilson, the Jets are maybe the worst team. But with Mike White, they are a completely different team. Now, Mike White, against the spread has not been as good as Zach Wilson because normally the books give Zach Wilson some some leeway, but that was mostly earlier in the season. Now, since then, Zach Wilson can't cover a spread. He can't win a football game. He's just awful. Mike White in the game. Jets are getting healthy. Geno is going to go up against one of the best defenses that he's faced all year on a downward trend. I think the only reason you go with the Seahawks here is if you believe in the 12th man, I think at this point, the Seahawks season, I don't know how loud that fan base is going to be. And the Jets really need this win too. So I think it's going to be a battle. If I have the Jets under a field goal, I believe they are the better team with the with the Seahawks now on that downward trend. Give me the Jets minus one and a half. I know, uh, DeJen, when we were talking about this at the beginning, you said you're going to stay away from the Jets. Uh, so we'll get to you in a second, but I'm curious. Colby, haven't heard your opinion yet on the Jets versus the Seahawks. I do like the Jets here. Um, the Seahawks have not been the same team since the beginning of the season. Um, betting on Zach Wilson is always a tough thing for me. Um, so, Pete, I don't know if I'm going to tell you on this one, but I think you're on the right side here. Um, I'll be rooting against this, though, for my Patriots. I need it. Yeah, you <sighs> need it. Jen, what's keeping you off the Jets? <clears throat> what's keeping me off the Jets is the the Mike White love. Um you, your logic and everything I, I align with and I totally agree with. If I was to make a play in this game, it would be with the Jets. Um, I love what the line did. Uh, I like, excuse me, sorry. I like dog to favorites. However, it scares me when it's for a justified reason. And it's not even so much about Mike White being that good. I mean, let's be honest. Like he's, he's competent, maybe more than competent, but I think it's more about how bad Zach Wilson is. We can spend an hour talking about if he might even be in the league in a year or two. But uh, it's a good Jets team, no doubt about it. But like you said, the Seahawks are on a downward trend. Geno Smith was one of the hottest, you know, uh, forgotten players, had the best quote of the season. You know, they wrote me off. I didn't write back. The party's over. I'm just worried that it's a little too obvious. And then like you being a Rams, Rams fan and having a Baker Mayfield jersey now, imagine how many Jets fans have Mike White jerseys. And now that they have a good team, um, I feel like – this is just a game where everybody thinks the Jets come out with a win. Even though it's such a short spread, I feel like somehow, some way, the, the Seahawks feel like they're much bigger underdogs in this game. I don't think a lot of people are expecting the Seahawks to win, uh, which is surprising because it's a tough place to play. The Jets are going east to west. It just concerns me a little bit that I have not heard anything about this game other than Mike White's coming back. I think the Jets are going to win. So I'm not going against you. Like I said, if I had to make a play, I wouldn't overthink it. I would go with the Jets. I'm just going to choose to stay off. I think that's totally fair. What I will say mm -hmm. is, though, in terms of if the Jets feel so public, right, for our listeners currently on VEASAN and on Action Network and on a lot of different sites, the Seahawks are actually getting slightly more of the tickets. 54% yeah. of tickets, 51% of the bets are on the Seahawks. So it's kind of split um, because a lot of people, I think, think of the Seahawks and they've seen the Jets kind of on a downward trend, right? Mm -hmm. It's not like the Jets have been playing that well either. And then the Seahawks at home, 12th man, and they're an underdog. Like I almost feel that's going to be a popular money line play there for the Seahawks. And we already see that 62% of bets, 54% of the money is on the Seahawks money line at plus money. I don't think they're going to get that. 
I think truly from an X's and O's standpoint, the league has figured out Gino. They can take away the middle of the field. These really good cornerbacks on these um, Seahawks wide receivers. Like that's how you beat people. And if, the strengths of the Jets, like the Jets defense is the best unit on the field and it's not close. That's what wins out here. Defense. Um, if, you know, if it was an offense versus offense game and the Seahawks could throw on the Jets, they can't though. Jets still top three in coverage, top three overall defense in the NFL. I think that wins out against the Geno Smith, who I feel like at this point has been figured out. But let's move on to Jen. I want to start with you and then we'll go to Colby. What's your first pick of the weekend? Oh, well, I am a Bucks fan, but uh, there's absolutely no bias in my picks. And uh, I might be the only Bucks fan that you'll you'll come across who uh, has never been excited about Tom Brady being their quarterback. And I will uh, vouch for that. You are not yeah, biased at all. Yeah, no, never. Um, and I can't wait for him to retire. Uh, but with that said, uh, I am going to be back in the Bucks uh, this weekend. And I've had a pretty good read on them this year, whether it's fading or betting on them. One of my biggest bets of the season was actually the Bucks in New Orleans to start the year. Um, and then my biggest fade was the Packers when they went to Tampa. So this is my favorite bet of the weekend. And it's not even so much about betting on the Bucks here. It's actually fading the Panthers. Um, the Panthers are, are you know, it's, it's buying, basically selling high, buying low. Um, but you're more so selling high on the Panthers. Uh, they've been red hot. And, um, and I'm not even necessarily saying that they're, that they're fraudulent by any means. Um, I think it's more so about that they have expectations and something to play for. Uh, and Sam Darnold at their quarterback. I mean, I don't know that he's played a meaningful game in late December or, or early January uh, in week 17. So now on the road, and I mean, you know, everybody remembers the the Panthers beating the, the, the Bucks as a double-digit underdog at home. Now they're catching points. If you look at the data, uh, it looks like the Panthers are a slight trendy dog, nothing too lopsided. Um, but the line's not moving. It's a, it, the look-ahead line was seven and a half. The adjustment was three, which is crazy that Tom Brady is only favored by a field goal against Sam Darnold in week 17. I mean, that's just insane to think about. Um, but I think I, I think we see some offense in this game. Um, I like the over and uh, and I think it comes from the Bucs. I, I, I usually with short favorites would lay the money line. Uh, I'm not going to do that here. I'm pretty comfortable um, laying the Bucs. I think this is like a 27-17 game and uh, that's going to be my top pick of the weekend. Colby, your ears perked up when uh, he went through that. What are your What are your thoughts on this game? Yeah, I I think this is one of the most fun games of the weekend. the uh, The Panthers really haven't played anybody this season, and the last time they did play the Bucks, the Bucks scored three points. It was weirdly like it was the weirdest game. Tom Brady didn't throw an interception. There were no fumbles lost, and they scored three points. It was really really weird. Um, so I feel like that's a little bit of an overcorrection. I do think that Sam Darnold can push the ball still. I think the, the Panthers are still going to score in this one. I do lean the over. I think I'm going to add the over to my card. Um, that's not like my first official play, my favorite play of the weekend, but I think I'm going to add that over 40, 40 and a half. Mm-hmm. It's really, really low. Um, yeah, I like that. One thing working for your favor to Jen is JC Horn, best corner maybe in football. He has been electric this year as a rookie on that Carolina Panthers team. He is out. Yeah. Um, and they're replacing him with Josh Norman, who's barely been playing. Yep. Uh, so at least from an X's and O's standpoint, hard to go against the Bucks, especially because the Panthers did win that game. And I feel like in these kind of matchups, division game, right? This is a division game or am I being yep. stupid? Yeah, yep. division game. Yeah. They, they'll split these, right? And then the Bucks will win this game. Uh, my only issue is I kind of have this number at three. 
Um, so I don't really see any value on either side. I think the Bucks win this game by a field goal. Um, so if I was getting two and a half, um, I'd I'd side with you, but I just don't see any value on it. And I also feel that what to your point about the look ahead, yes, but at the same time, the Bucks have been awful against the spread this season, which maybe is due for regression. Maybe you could see that turn around, but I always have felt, and I've said it on this podcast and I've said it before, the Bucks just get like heftier spreads because it's Tom Brady and the public will continue to bet on Tom Brady no matter what. But to your point, Panthers right now on Pickett especially, which I highly recommend you guys download. It's in our, it's in the episode description. The link is in there. It's free to download. You can see where the public is. You can track all of our bets. People are on the Panthers. Like no doubt about it, people are. So I'm just going to stay away from this game, kind of like you're staying away from the Jets. This is where Fair. I see the lines at. Colby, Fair. next, first pick. Cool, cool. Um, So I came into this game, this Raiders 49ers game. It's kind of a weird game because the Raiders don't really have anything to play for. They're they're starting Jared Sidham at quarterback, and neither do the 49ers. The 49ers have already clinched the playoffs. They really don't have a chance of getting a bye in this game. And the 49ers are really banged up. Um, so this is kind of a game for them where they need to get healthy. So came to this game and I was like, you know what? This under looks awesome. Brock Purdy has been hitting overs and overs and overs. Um, the 49ers offense has still been rolling with him at quarterback. So I'm like, you know what? I don't think the Raiders can score here, but I'm I'm not going to take the under 42. I'm going to, Peter, we talked about this pre-show and you're like, you know what? Why don't you take the Raiders team total under, which is insanely low by the way it's stuck at 15 and a half right now um the raiders went under this last week for the only time all season right so the raiders have been scoring um uh, but it's just as simple as josh jacobs is running to the ground at this point they're facing the best run defense in, in football and you have Jarrett Stidham at quarterback who he played in some blowouts at the end of the season um in 2020 for the patriots 22 of 44 with two touchdowns and three interceptions the only thing he has going for him in this game is that, one, the 49ers don't get too much pressure. They're really good at stopping the run, obviously, but they don't get too much pressure. And the Raiders' offensive line has been pretty good this year. So um, he does have protection on his side, but I still do not see the Raiders moving the football at all. So I'm doing Raiders team total under 15 and a half. Yeah, I like this play. Um, I don't know if it's going to make my full card. Uh, I just don't see Jared Stidham putting up more than two touchdowns on the 49ers. I have lost so much money this year fading the 49ers. I can't figure them out. I always feel like it's the top of the market for them, and it never is. They just roll. They crush teams. They're kind of like the Bengals. Public's always on them. Doesn't matter. They destroy teams. I think that this team could win the Super Bowl. I think they're as good as any team in the NFL. I think they have the best defense in the NFL. The numbers would say they have the best defense in the NFL. And Jared Stidham, like I kind of like the Raiders at plus six with Derek Carr. I don't know why they benched him. I kind of do because he gets paid a lot if he gets injured mm -hmm. and it's not like they have a shot anymore. Um, I mean, they kind of still do technically uh, by a percentage chance, but it's not much. Um, but this game is to stay away from me unless I'd go with the Raiders team total under because I just by a, in a, my football brain has no idea how they're going to put up points. Did Jen, any, any last thoughts on this one? Yeah, I'm on the Raiders. Uh, <clears throat> we don't have to spend too much time on it. You guys covered a lot of it, although you you were going through the Niners and you didn't say Kyle Shanahan, who <clears throat> I think is arguably the best coach in the NFL and uh, has been an absolute wizard dating back from taking Robert Griffin uh, to the playoffs and I think he even made the Pro Bowl. But um, yeah, I, you know, 
I've, I've been hearing some talk about how uh, Niners fans are going to Vegas and treating this like a, uh, like a, their New Year's Eve party. I kind of think the Niners will as well. Uh, I think this is going to be a low scoring um, kind of in a way like a rest week without being a rest week. Uh, you guys kind of nailed that to the T in my opinion. I think, I, I think the Raiders team total under would be safe. My only problem with that is I have targeted teams with that 15 and a half number. And it scares me when they set it at that. The most recent one being Desmond Ritter's first start on the road in New Orleans was 15 and a half. Um, and that went over. And then even before that, uh, I remember the Bears at the Cowboys was 15 and a half. When I loved the Cowboys, they did cover, but I thought it was going to be their defense uh, uh, shutting down the Bears. So that number for a team total scares me a little bit. So I won't personally be playing it, but I will take the Raiders. Also, as a contrarian, I just usually buy bad news. Um, yeah, they're protecting Derek Carr as a trade asset, so that's why they're sitting him. Uh, I don't know anything about Jared Stidham, but I will take the the nine and a half and uh, might even buy a half point for uh, for a 10 uh, in insurance on the push. All right. It we'll scares me. Yeah. That scares me. <clears throat> yeah, we'll, we'll split on this game. You know, we'll... <laughs> We'll, we'll think about it. Maybe Colby, you'll end up going with a full game under. That's why you should I, definitely. I might go with a full game under. Definitely download Pickett because, again, I've bet all my plays so far, but Colby, DeGen, maybe haven't placed them yet. So go follow them. Go follow me. You'll get an alert when you set alerts on. You'll get an alert when they make the play. And I'm sure Colby will be up in the air, whether he's going to be on the full game under or um, the Raiders team total under. Uh, my next play is absolutely disgusting. And if you don't want to take it, don't take it. But these are plays that I make. Uh, these are plays that mm. I normally win. Um, I'm 65, 46, and three against the spread this year, uh, winning at a 59% rate. A lot of the bets I always make are disgusting. Colby makes fun of me, but more often than not, they hit. They do. And one of those plays is the Houston Texans plus four. Now, they're the worst team in football. They're going for the number one overall pick. They're a terrible team. They have nobody up. Uh, Damian Pierce is out. Uh, Brandon Cooks is supposed to be back. They're at least getting someone healthy. But the Texans, if you hadn't noticed, have been playing teams very hard. Played the Chiefs hard. Played the Cowboys hard. They've been in a lot of these games. They're not quitting on their head coach, Lovey Smith. And I love that from a team like that, where sometimes management will come down and say, hey, guys. We're going for the number one, one overall pick. Please lose this game. And they're doing a great job of losing games, but they're also doing a great job of covering games. And this is a Trevor Lawrence and a Jaguars team who this game doesn't matter. Um, and when it doesn't matter against a team that has beaten you nine straight games, you heard that right. <clears throat> Texans have beaten the Jaguars nine straight times. And now I get a Texans team who's at home when Trevor Lawrence, again, he has won and covered back-to-back -back road starts for the first time in his career. Generally, the Jaguars are not a good road team. Trevor Lawrence is 3-13 and 13 straight up and 5-11 and 11 against the spread on the road in his career. Now, this is the best Jaguars team. So you could throw some of those numbers out the window. Like, he's covered and won back-to-back -back road games. But again, this is another road game. It's just a very tough spot with a look ahead to the Titans next week where that's the season. That's the game to get in the playoffs. They just saw the Titans lose. So it's not like they have this, oh, we have to beat the Texans in order to mathematically make it. This game does not matter to the Jaguars. They haven't beaten the Texans in the past. Even this year, when the Jaguars have been good this year, they lost that game 13 to 6. I think the Texans give them all they got. And if I have it over a field goal, that's worth it to me. 
with 63% of bets, upwards of 65% of bets on the Jags. It's a gross play. They're a terrible football team, but I love the Texans. Did Jen, am I crazy? No. Um, if I were to make a play in this game again, I would be on your side. I'm going to choose to stay off because in a weird way, the Texans, who you said is the worst team in the NFL, which I would argue the Titans with Malik Willis actually might be the worst team in the NFL. Wait, can I say something about that? <clears throat> of course. I have their under nine and a half wins on the season, and wow. I thought that was dead. Then they start six and one or seven and one or something. Exactly. I thought it was dead. I even made a TikTok where I was going over my um, kind of picks at the beginning. I was like, "Ugh, this one's done. Look at us Is now. It nine and a half or, or eight and a half feet? Nine and a half. So I'm pretty hit. sure. Pretty sure. It hit. It hit. I think you hit. Yeah. Eagles over. We're banging. We're banging. We're banging. But go so, ahead. So here's, here's my problem with taking the Texans is I feel like what you just said, they're going to give it all they've got. I feel like they've given it all they've got for a few weeks. And I'd be a little concerned they might be out of gas. That's my only and, – and they just had a huge – I mean, it's crazy to say that for a two-win team. But that was a huge win in Tennessee. Huge. And you're right. Look, I'm not a Lovey Smith fan. Um, players like him. As a fan, I like a coach to be a little bit more emotional, and I just can't stand when something goes wrong. And it, He's just a good loser. Um, and and I, I mean – whatever's going on with that Texans team, you're absolutely right. They're playing for them and they're tanking gloriously just as the bears are. But um, I just feel like they could be out of gas. Also, I don't know if Lawrence is going to play the full game. Maybe we get, uh, I just Googled their backup CJ Bethard. I mean, not that that scares me. Former Niner. Uh, yeah. Former like Niner. This line might move. They might bench ETN. They might bench Lawrence like this. This, I don't think we're even going to get a full-strength Jaguars team because this game doesn't matter. And with how the Texans have performed against the Jags in the past, this has to be the Texans, especially when the public is all over the Jags and they're not a good road team altogether. Has to be the Texans, Colby. It does have to be the Texans. I'm going to choose to sit this one out because if if Lovey Smith loses me a unit to end the season, I'm going to be so upset. So with that said, I'm going to stay off, but I do think you're right. I what think I will should. say is, too, I was on the Texans against the Jags the last game, mm. and so if I lose this unit, I'm even betting Texans-Jags. So even. I'm, Have I'm, you I'm won betting on the Texans this year, Pete? I genuinely don't know if you've won betting on the Texans. What are you talking about? I'm a Texans whisperer. I think I'm 3-1. and one. Oh, Wow. So gross. Um, The one thing I, I don't get is is why do you think this game doesn't matter for the Jags? Because, because their win percentage does go from, if they win, 77% chance to make the playoffs. They lose 70% chance. So, like, small, but I think they they still want to win this game. <clears throat> yeah, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if they won this game, but I have the Texans over a field goal and the possibility of them benching guys. And to you see it yourself, 77 versus 70. Like, I, I'm not picking the Texans to win the game outright. I'm just not picking the Jags to win by more than a field goal. Yeah, it's hard to see anyone really running away with this. So why not? <clears throat> why not take the dog with the points? And I'm at home, but let's move on. Uh, to Jen, your next pick. Well, I know you just talked about the Eagles. What a season they've had! But I'm going to fade them this weekend. I think mm. I like the Saints. I think mm. I like the Saints. You know, there's always two trap lines that I feel like the odds makers set with favorites. It's two and a half and six and a half. Um, I hate fading the Eagles. Uh, I'm I'm definitely not one of those guys who thought that. Uh, you know, they were going to kind of 
flame out towards the end of the year. And uh, I, I saw them in person when I met crabs and I went to Eagles commanders in FedEx. And I was just, I, I couldn't believe how well I like to study offenses. I really like, you know, just play designs and, and what they do to, to put Jalen hurts in the best possible situation is truly incredible. And I was, I was kind of a skeptical on uh, Sirianni, you know, when he got hired and he made a few like corny quotes and everything. Um, but I don't care, man, this, this team is the real deal. Now with all that said, I don't know. I think Hertz is going to play, but even if he doesn't, Minshew is such a popular backup quarterback. He's got to be the trendiest one out there. Um, I fade, I actually took the Cowboys last week with the points and the money line, got a little lucky there. Um, but that was kind of my reason for doing so. And I'm just going to stick with it. And, uh, and with the saints, you know, I feel like with these two, two games coming up for them at Cleveland and at Philly, I think there was one that they were supposed to lose and they didn't. And that was Cleveland. And they got down in that game and they came back. I mean, that was pretty resilient. Um, I thought they were going to use, I wanted to bet the saints so bad and I just didn't. Um, but I thought they were going to use Taysom Hill much more than they did. Uh, but that the NFC South, I mean, you don't even know if the Patriots or the Panthers and the Bucks are in it because the division's so bad, yet they somehow still have a little something to play for. And, uh, and I think they're going to come in there and I think they're going to give the Eagles a little bit of a run for their money. So I think they hang around. I think I don't necessarily know that the saints are going to win. Um, but I, I think this is a, I think this is a spot where the Eagles might be sleepwalking a little bit after that huge game in Dallas. And I feel like the Saints kind of had a little bit of a spark winning in in, uh, in Cleveland, so I think they're gonna I think they're gonna uh, make it a close game. So I'm gonna take the Saints plus uh, six and a half. I think you're on the right side because the public is hammering the Eagles. But here's so I've this game has put me through a whirlwind for a couple of reasons. First, a couple of weeks ago, I was already looking at this game as I'm going to be hammering the Eagles because the pick if the Eagles win. Saints get a worse pick. Um, oh, right, right. So I was, right. and but that was with Jalen Hurts. And, but I was mm-hmm. like, anything under a touchdown with Jalen Hurts, I will be all over the Eagles. I don't care if 100% of the public is on it. Eagles will roll. They've been so good at home. But now it's six and a half. And I don't know who's playing. Jalen Hurts is like, I think he was practiced in limited fashion. Like I don't know truly if he's going to play yet. So now if he doesn't play, the value is on the Saints here because this line should not be six and a half started by Gardner Minshew. But if we get caught and you go Saints plus six and a half and Jalen Hurts plays, I love the Eagles. Like I think Hurts to a line is like worth four or five points. I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL, both on the ground and through the air. So I am in a pickle here because if Minshew plays, love six and a half. If Hertz plays, we're getting caught in a trap. That's why, like, when I went, mm, when you bet, because I'm I'm just unsure at this moment because of all the things that I said. Colby. That line's gonna go to eight and a half quickly. Quickly if Hertz if plays. If he shows signs of playing quickly. And then I agree. I don't want to take that. I feel like if any that that's a little bit of a trap in my opinion. That's why you download the Picket Sports app because I assume you no. haven't placed it yet. No, I have not. So we gotta see. We'll we'll see lines. That's where Jen's feeling right now. Download the Picket Sports app. It's free. It's right there. And you'll see where we're on. Colby, any last this thoughts is, on the game before we get to your pick? This is the fade the public pick of the week. I mean, literally everyone is on the Eagles right everyone. now. Um, but they could be getting a gift here for its place. I yeah. I, I still don't think they play Minshew. I do and too. they don't want Hurts to aggravate something in this game. It does mean something to the Eagles, right? 
the uh, if they beat the Saints, they get a, a better draft pick. But still, they can beat them with Minshew. So I do I think, think just one. I do like if you tease the Eagles down, because I do think the Eagles will win this game. I think this is one of those weeks where a teaser. I'm not going to tease anything, but for all my teaser folks out there, if you like Eagles, I would tease them down. Pair it with like the Steelers or something because Raven Steelers, it's going to be within the threes no matter what. So yeah, that's, that's what I'd look to. So uh, Colby, your next pick. Yeah. Next pick is that Steelers Ravens game. I'm going with the Steelers money line plus plus one twenty five. The Steelers somehow still have a chance to make the playoffs. So I'll run you through the scenario. If they beat the Ravens this week and then the Browns next week, the Patriots have to beat the Dolphins this week, then lose to the Bills next week. And then the Jets lose to the Seahawks this week, but they beat the Dolphins with Teddy Bridgewater next week. The Steelers make the playoffs. Like, I could actually see that happening. Um, but anyways, I do like the Steelers in this spot. I Tyler Huntley is a fade machine for me. Um, the guy just, he plays close games, but they're going to need to run the ball. The Steelers have a great run defense. J.K. Dobbins has been getting going, but even then, um, I think the Steelers are going to stop the run in this one. You're not going to be able to force... If you have to force Tyler Huntley to throw the ball more than 20 times, just bad things are going to happen for the Ravens. Um, I know the Ravens are at home. They've already lost to the Steelers this year, but I think the Steelers take the sweep here, and I like that number. Um, plus, 20, plus 125 is always a, a good a good bet for me. Well, Colby, what I will say is, and Jen, I don't know if you know this, Steelers-Ravens, the last 10 meetings, <clears throat> the underdog is 10-0 and Wow, against the spread. These games are always really close. And who is Tyler Huntley to be a favorite at home? I don't care against the Steelers. When this this should be a pick'em, Colby. I think you're getting value on the money line because I make this game a pick'em. And the Sunday night pick, I always make it later. I wanted to see how you know. I want to see what everybody's feeling uh, before I officially make a Sunday night football pick. That's what I always like to do. But I'm certainly leaning Steelers in this matchup. I just with Kenny Pickett back, who's been much better. How can you bet on the favorite? I would love three just because this game, there's no way it's going beyond a field goal. True. But I think this Steelers. I like the plus value. Yeah, I, I do love too. the plus value here. And yeah, you like you said, Pete, uh, Mitch Trubisky played in this game against the, the uh, Ravens last time. He threw three picks in that game. So yeah. if you don't think Kenny Pickett's going to throw three picks in this one, I think you love the Steelers. Agreed. Did Jen, any last thoughts? Yep, I'm with you. Uh, I'm a guy as I got older, uh, even though I'm contrarian, I realize I don't want to fade trends. You know, you think it's like the roulette theory. It's like, oh, 10 and 0, well, it's so due for, you know, the favorite to win one. Now, and then also you you add into uh, into that Mike Tomlin's uh, record as an underdog. And also I heard a pretty good narrative that he is uh, uh, coaching to prevent his first losing season as a head coach. Um, so I'm not going against Mike Tomlin. And I also think Kenny Pickett is pretty good. Uh, so yep, I, I'm not going to play it, um, as of now, as of now, but I like the Steelers. Agreed. Uh, my next pick bears plus six. And this game is a football brain play for me. Um, because I, this is the largest discrepancy of what I make the line versus what the actual line is. I make this line three and a half. Who are the Lions to get six points at home? Like, I know they're at home. Their offense is great at home. But this team has just got exposed by the Panthers. But it's not like they're getting exposed. It's their defense that has been just awful. They are one of the worst teams in football against running quarterbacks. The Bears can keep this game close. The Bears played the Lions. 
and were winning. And they and they could have even won that game. This is a division game late in the season where the Lions have everything to play for and the Bears have nothing to play for, but that's a common misconception in sports betting, and that's why these lines are so often inflated. In this specific scenario, teams who have nothing to play for versus teams who have everything to play for, the team who has nothing to play for, and I got this from Action Network, 61% against the spread over a 150-game sample. The Bears want to give the Lions everything they got. You're saying the Bears are going to tank. Yeah, they're tanking beautifully. They've lost five straight, but they keep every game close. And look at their schedule. They've been up against a lot of tough opponents. And they're coming off a game where I watched that Bills-Bears game. The Bills scored all those touchdowns like way, way late in the game. That game was a lot closer. And the Bills are way better than the Lions. I know that Bills-Lions game was close. But this Lions defense, they are one of the worst. 31st in EPA per play in the last, like I think, four or five games. They are just not a good defense at all. And I think that Justin Fields led Bears with David Montgomery and the slew of wide receivers. They can at least keep this game close. Six. I think the Bears could win this game to Jen. And I know you like the Bears also. I do. I do. And let me tell you what, I'm not I'm not a Bears whisperer, but I've had a pretty good read on this team the last two weeks because I took them against the Eagles and then the Bills. Uh, because I told myself they're going to cover one of these big spreads and they're going to not cover one of them. This is this is my logic in the game. I agree with you on the number. It seems a little too heavy, although I do think it opened four and a half and it got bet up to six. Um, I don't like going against line moves and sharp money, um, but I will in this spot because nobody really wants the Bears. Uh, the Lions are, I used to call them the lovable losers. Well, now they've started winning games. And uh, fate of the Lions last week with, with the Patriots. That was a tough spot for them, but I was on the wrong side when they played the Jets. I think we were both with on the Jets on that one. Um, but I think this is a tough spot. Like you just said, it's a common misconception. When a team has something to play for against an opponent that doesn't, I think people underestimate the fact that these guys love playing spoiler. Uh, and I say these guys as in professional athletes. Yep. So I absolutely love the Bears. And I will tell you this too, as as someone who likes to fade the public, say likes to, you know, I don't just blindly do it, but I always listen to sports betting talk, whether it's on radio or podcast. And the first thing I heard when I started listening to uh, this week were two guys who are pretty square, say the first bet they made was they ran to the window and took the lions in a money line parlay. They couldn't make it fast enough. So I agree with you. If there is a parlay buster, teaser buster, survivor buster, whatever it is, I think the Bears play spoiler this weekend. I love it. I'll be on the Bears with the points, though. I think the Bears win this game outright. And I think everyone's going to, like you said, I was going to say that right after. Everyone's going to tease the Lions down to a half. Come on. Come on. It's the Lions. They're way better than the Bears, right? Bears are taking. They're going for their world for a pick. That's not how the NFL works. That's why all these picks are disgusting. Bears plus six. Texans, both teams are gutted for the number one overall pick. The New York Jets. And then I have more. I'm not even done with the gross <laughs> yet to even be said. Colby, any last thoughts before we get to your uh, pick? Yeah, man. I, I like where the money's at right now. Right on right now I'm picking 59% of the money's on the Bears spread, but 86% of the money, as you guys were saying, is on that Lions money line. Absolutely love that. Um, I might be tempted to take a sprinkle at that plus 210 because that's just like... Me too. Maybe, me too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Uh, well, just to add to this game, too, I'm taking I've been like the interception prop whisper had Brock Purdy 
Um, took Mac Jones last week under an interception. I think it's a little bit of a tougher board this week. Um, last week we had Mac Jones at plus 105, which was really nice. But this week I'm taking Justin Fields under a half interception minus 115. Um, I'm going to play that one straight. I'll play that on prize picks as well. But that's just one to add to this case that it's going to be a high scoring game. Um, I think Justin Fields can make a lot of plays with his feet and he's just progressively gotten better this year. He's looking like a really good quarterback. Um, so yeah, I like under interception. I like it too. I'm probably going to add it to my prize picks lay, which will be at the end of this episode. Uh, my next pick, the grossest of them all. You have to play this game. You don't have to. You, the listener, but I have to. It's in my it's in my blood. I'm playing the Broncos plus 13. I am. I don't care. Nathaniel Hackett got fired. The Broncos just lost by 100 to my Rams. They looked awful. And the Chiefs are the best team in the NFL. Everyone and their mother's hammering the Chiefs. But if we remember... When was the last time I was on the Broncos against these Chiefs? And what happened? They played them pretty well. Now, got kind of out of hand at the end, but this line is ultra inflated. I make this line like nine and a half, 10. That's where it should be. If I get 13, there's a lot of 12 and a halfs out there. The 13 I did grab on win bet. Obviously, I like that number more, but as long as it's over that 12 region, I still like it. Broncos plus 13. It's a numbers play. It's a division game late in the season. Broncos have nothing to play for. Chiefs have everything to play for. Here you go. It's the Broncos. And it was always the Broncos. Russell Wilson, I'm going to need you to turn that helmet around. Maybe they've quit on. But my one worry, my one worry with this play and why, you know, if you don't want to play this, I understand. The Broncos might have quit on Russell Wilson. They might just quit on him. But I don't know if they're quitting on Russell Wilson or they quit on Nathaniel Hackett. And I'm willing to pay to find out because I do think that the Broncos defense is much better. I think they got kicked in the teeth against the Rams. And you see the best version of the Broncos defense given their last hurrah against the Chiefs, who they're really good. But the Broncos played them well. And I think Russell Wilson is due for at least something. He has his whole complement of wide receivers. Sutton, who didn't play in the last game, who will be playing in this game, who is a difference maker. You got Jerry Judy. You got Dolchich. You got the whole slew. Broncos, if you lose by 30, you are garbage. You might already be garbage, but you're ultra mega double garbage. DeGen, are you a guy who has to play the Broncos with me? Yeah, I am playing the Broncos. Um, there you go. We're, we're, I, I hate that we're getting a, a little late to the number. So it opened 13 and a half down to 12 and a half. I mean, you know, people may or may not believe in reverse line movement. Uh, this is, this is pretty, you know, it stands out to me. It, it's something like you said, it's just, you have to do it in my opinion, but also I, I think there's reasons for it. You know, the, again, we look at trends. I think there's one starting here. The chiefs have beaten the Broncos for 14 straight games, but the Broncos have covered three of the last four. I too was on the Broncos when, uh, uh, when you were on him against the Chiefs, and I like that over, um, which we saw a lot of points. So I shame on me though. I did take the Broncos last week against your Rams, and uh, you bring up a good point. Did the did the Broncos quit on Russ or nor Hackett? I think it's a little bit of both, um, but I'm going to lean more towards Hackett. And uh, I don't know about you guys, but I'm pretty good at like judging books by their cover with, especially in sports. I listened to an interview with him, and similar to Matt Patricia a few years ago, I don't know how the guy got hired. I, just I have no idea. No idea how he got hired. So, you know, look, props for the Broncos for just just 
get moving on, admitting they made a mistake, getting rid of them. Uh, but a system play for me is I usually bet on a team in any sport, baseball especially. If a coach or manager's fired, I bet on them the following week. So system play for me, got to do it. I will. Uh, I'd love to get the thirteen still. Uh, so I'll be taking the Broncos. It's still out. I got okay. it on win bet thirty minutes before we start recording. Still right. out. Um, so thirteen is available. Yep. Um, and if you feel the need to buy it from 12 and a half to 13, I'm not a proponent of buying points, but I feel like that 13 is pretty key. You know, they could be winning by 10 late last field goal, 13. You never know. It's key numbers. We just had this last night. The Titans were 13 and a half. They lost by 14. It, exactly. For an extra so, 10 cents, it can't hurt. 10 cents can't hurt. Colby. This I know is you a narrative play. play. Yeah. This is no, I I actually do like this play. I hate betting on the Broncos. We've done it a lot this year. Yeah. Um, we're, yeah. We're, dumb. but this but is like such it a hit sometimes. It does hit. <laughs> I mean, it really does. And I think it, we had uh, Broncos the last time they played the Chiefs and miraculously covered that. But this is a narrative play for me. I mean, there was already hit pieces coming out yesterday about Russ from Barstool Sports. Mm. And the, the title of this one is Russell Wilson apparently has his own office and private parking spot at the Broncos facility. Jerry Judy and KJ Hamler both responded on Twitter. Jerry Judy was like, was fired up. I ain't going to keep looking at these false statements about my boy, Russ, man, as a teammate who sees the elite work ethic this man has is in, uh, incomparable. He got an office because he's committed his life to the game, Peter. Come on, Hamler. I never had a teammate who motivated me more than Russ, and that's from Jerry Judy. Like, I think he's lying, but screw it. If that's what they think, <laughs> like, let's I roll. Don't care. <laughs> like, whatever. If he's and the Broncos, the Broncos account is retweeting that. If Mr. Unlimited is somehow that. motivating you, sure. I'll take it. Broncos plus 13. They probably lose by 10, but they're covering. I criticized Russell Wilson earlier this season. Uh, I was going to fade the Broncos because I usually fade. I sell good news. And everybody was crowning. The Colts and the Broncos after Matt Ryan, who I've never liked, and Russell Wilson came. And I criticized Russell Wilson, and they come after you on Twitter, and they say, if you don't like Russell Wilson, you don't like Jesus. <laughs> I just I just like what he covers. I don't care about his religion. I don't care about anything. And they can cover, cover big spreads. I think they did. Didn't they cover against the Ravens, too, in Baltimore? Yeah, probably. probably not. That's a time yeah. to take the Broncos, man. <laughs> yeah. Big spread. It's the lowest value possible. Which means I automatically jump on it, especially after a head coach is fired. <laughs> uh, Dejan, any last picks? I know I have one more. I think Colby and I are on the same side of our last pick. Yeah, I'll give you a real nasty one. I'll give you a total. I love these gross totals, especially when both starting quarterbacks uh, uh, aren't playing. And that's the Falcons and Cardinals. Um, 40 up to 42 and a half. I love this movement. Um, I don't think anybody's going to be on this. And uh, I do think Colt McCoy is playing, but again, it's, I don't necessarily think that I'm getting duped and buying good news. Um, you look at the Falcons, they have gone under in their games for five, six in their last seven. And then the Cardinals have failed to score over 16 points in their last three games. So since we're uh, all similar in our betting styles of gross, disgusting plays, uh, I will in fact be on the over uh, Cardinals and Falcons at 42 and a half. Yeah, this is either going to be the worst episode in NFL betting history or <laughs> legit a full sweep because we're all gross <laughs> right now. I think, though. I think the only play that's not gross is the Steelers. I mean, like, sure. Colby, you put a full unit on Justin Fields under a half interception. Like, you're an insane person, but I'm with you. I'm that's betting sick. on it with you. That's sick. It's not gambling advice, but, you know, we know the drill. All right. Um, that over, I do like. We're going to get to props in a second. Uh, one of my favorite props is in that game. 
Uh, so we're going to talk about it. Colby, uh, break down the pick that you convinced me on to add to my fifth pick. Yeah, I mean, there's not it's not a complicated one. I'll leave it at that. For me, I've been nailing unders all season. And yeah. this one is one of my favorites under 42 and a half Rams chargers. Simply the Rams put up a ton of points last week, 54 points in what was just a stupid <clears throat> game, just an absolutely stupid game. Baker Mayfield, you're wearing his Jersey, not a good quarterback, best quarterback um, in the NFL. <laughs> I think the chargers are going to deal up pressure here. Um, but then on the other side of the ball, the chargers offense is also pretty pathetic for how many weapons they have. And I just don't see the Chargers putting up like more than 30 points in this one. I, th- I think this game ends like 24 to 13, right? Like it's going to end at like 37. So I agree. Um, Really, really like under Rams Chargers. Do you have anything to add? No, the only thing I was going to add is uh, when you texted me that this morning, I was like, bang, because that's you've been so good on unders this year. Um, I wish I took more of them. This one I'm going to jump on because I kind of like the Rams. Uh, because I think the Rams match up pretty well against this Chargers offense. But at the same time, I don't know how my Rams are going to score. The Chargers defense has been really impressing me lately. Really impressing me. The, the secondary with these injuries has stepped up. The the linebackers, the defensive line with Khalil Mack has just been wrecking havoc. This Rams offensive line is dog shit. I think the um, Chargers are going to get after Baker, I think there's going to be plenty of sacks. I think there's going to be plenty of clock draining plays in this game. And with how the Chargers offense has been performing lately, what the uh, Rams do do pretty well is, first of all, they're pretty good against the pass and they're pretty good against the run. Mm. Uh, overall, so I think the Rams can kind of stomach the Chargers, hold them to around 20 to 24 points. But I don't see my Rams putting up two touchdowns. So that's why I'm going to be on the under 42 and a half. I don't think it approaches 40. Um, so I'm with you, Colby. Last pick under 42 and a half. Time for props. Let's do it. Let's, Let's do, do it. it. My favorite prop of uh, the weekend. It was Travis Algier. Um, his over rushing yards. I got it at 60 and a half. Paired that with Ezekiel Elliott's caked up piece of shit ass. 19 carries for th- you are such a piece of garbage. But now that line is up to 76 and a half. Um, but the reason I like the running backs in this game is I feel like this is a run script game. This is all the teams can really do. Uh, Colt McCoy is going to be back in, um, which I think is nice for the commanders. But give me Brian Robinson over 65 and a half rushing yards. He only had 58, but the carries are there for him. Uh, the Falcons run defense is not that great. Um, I like both running backs in this game. I still think Algier goes over his rushing total, but my favorite prop of the weekend is Brian Robinson over 65 and a half rushing yards. I think he gets this pretty easily. If he gets 20 plus carries after a bad game, I think he works it back in. Antonio Gibson has been used more in the passing game and they do use him in the run game, but Brian Robinson is the running back of the future. I think the commanders know that too. Um, so I'll be on his over rushing yards. Are you were you saying the Colt McCoy? Oh, you were you were talking about why you liked Algier, but you're switching it to Robinson. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I understood. Okay, I got a little confused for a second. I got you. Okay, so you like Brian Robinson. By the way, in that game, just quickly, I know we're on props, but do you lean uh, Commanders or Browns? Do I lean Commanders or Browns? Um, I think, I think Deshaun Watson is such a piece of garbage. Um, if I could get three with the Browns, I'd probably take the Browns, but if it's under three, I'd lean towards the commanders. 
Okay. What do you think? I like the Browns. Yeah, I mean, I just I don't like this game at all, at all, <laughs> at all. I've just keep getting burned on the Commanders, so I'm just might not have a good read on them. But I think they're better than they are. So, yeah, leaning towards the Commanders, Browns are probably the right side. Uh, Colby, you already gave your favorite prop of Justin Fields. Um, I'm gonna put that in the lay. Uh, I got another. You've been literal money with the interception props. Money. He bets like two units on the interception props, and he hits them every time. So I'm I'm on it with you. So I'm gonna be combining those two. Do you have any other props that you like? Yeah, I got another one that's. Goodbye. I got another one that's pretty square. Um, it's in that Falcons game that that Degen likes the over in, and and uh, Drake London has been awesome. He's getting fed lately. Um, he got 12 targets and 11 and nine last week. I'm assuming they're going to give him eight to 10 targets again. I think he goes over uh, 58 and a half yards. It's pretty, pretty straightforward and square, but I like it. I don't know if I can add that one. Desmond Ritter. I don't know if he throws for 58 and a half passing yards, <laughs> No, but I like it because if he's going to throw, it's going to be to London. So if he gets 115 passing yards, 60 of those are going to London. So uh, you'll you'll probably we'll be texting. That's why I download the Picket Sports app. I haven't placed any of the props yet. Make sure you track them because we aren't sure yet. To Jen, last prop, and then we'll say goodbye. Yeah, I feel like this one's pretty gross. Um, it's gonna be it's gonna be back in the Bears. Uh, I I like I like Justin Fields' passing yards, mm. but what I'm gonna target is Cole Komet fantasy score over eight and a half. He's only gone over this once in his last five games. And uh, I think I think everybody is going to expect Justin Fields to run the ball, which I do think he does, and I do think he finds success doing. But I think from top to bottom, this Lions defense is probably gassed uh, after the Panthers just ran all over them. Um, so I think Justin Fields is going to actually find some success through the air, and I think he's going to find it with Cole Komet. So give me Cole Komet over eight and a half fantasy score. I think he should grow up and take his anytime touchdown. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were just doing prize picks, but uh, no, yeah, no. But that's that's another way to play it because I agree. I like the fantasy score. Do you have an odd? Do you have a number on it? I will absolutely take that. Uh, I don't have an under on it. Or I don't have a number on it. Uh, I don't have it pulled up, but I feel like it's going to be plus two hundred ish. Yeah, two thirty, something like that. Cole yeah. Komet scoring a touchdown. He, I think he will too. Yeah, his All fantasy right, score is the only thing that's up too. There's no receiving yards, nothing. It's just fantasy score, and it's and he hasn't gone over it in four of his last five games. Give me Cole Komet. Give me Cole Komet. And those are the last words of the Not Gambling Advice 2022. Uh, Thank you all for listening again. I know I've been cold as shit, and I apologize for it, especially on primetime. But again, 65, 46, and three against the spread this year. We've had a great 2022. We're going to keep it rolling into the playoffs. I appreciate all of you that listen, either on YouTube or on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Again, I know I've been garbage, but if you want to leave a five-star review, I would greatly appreciate it. <laughs> Let me earn that five-star review with my five picks this week um, on YouTube. Hit us a like, comment. Again, we got to thank to Jen and Colby for hopping on. Um, those Their Twitters are in the episode description. The links are in there. So if you don't follow them, you don't like money and you don't like picks. But again, even though everything you heard is going to hit, none of this is gambling advice.